would also like to thank you for listening to Community Radio on WGRN LP 94.1 FM, Columbus. I'd like to welcome our listeners back. I hope you enjoyed last week's show with Javon Collins, Performing Arts Director of the King Art Complex, and the services that they provide to the community. So sit back and relax and enjoy. And the fact that it's a, a true community event. I mean, people understand when you when you think about coming home and, and how that disappeared. Uh, just a lot of the programs that's you know, are, you know, catered to the black culture and the black community, you know, one incident, then it's gone. So we're just blessed that the community has, you know, supported this event uh, for the past 23 years. Uh, but we've had some great acts. Um, it's always a great time. You know, I'm just, you know, when you said the line dance, I was like, wow, because that was one of the things that, you know, in my first couple of years as director, I added to it just to make more interactive because we love to dance. You know, we love to be with each other. And we were able to start that, and it's a weekly thing where everyone loves to be a part of it, as well as our high school shout-outs. You know, East High is always making a lot of noise uh, when we do the shout-outs, but we shout-out all the schools, high schools, even some of the suburban schools. And then, you know, we shout-out the the colleges, the sororities and fraternities. It's just it's a true community event, and like I was saying earlier, I don't even understand the impact of some of the stuff I do, you know, because it's a part of my job, but it's just like, okay, I'm going to do another concert, but, you know, in another set of lens, someone's looking like, wow, look at this huge concert. And for me, it's just another day at work. But, you know, overall, mm-hmm. I understand how what it means to the community and uh, how much, you know, people really care about it because we don't get an opportunity, yeah. very few opportunities for us to be in our community and showcase, you know, just our excellence and our beauty and not, you know, succumbing to the stereotypes of, you know, our events. You know, we've been, we've had harmony every year. There has been very few events or a few concerts that we've had any issues. So uh, it's just, we're thankful that, you know, the community continues to come out to support. I've even, you know, we have people coming in from other cities and a lot of them have said, man, we can't even do this in our city for whatever reason. But the fact that we're able to do this in Columbus, Ohio, uh, is, like I said, a blessing. And uh, we're going to continue to do it And, and once we're able to get back together. Because it, it, it really, you know, it, it's the summer to me. Even though, like, you know, I'm sacrificing my Thursday nights. But it, it feels the summer to me. It's like the summer without heritage just doesn't feel right to me. Just like this year, we're not doing, we're not doing MLK Day like we traditionally do. But, you know, to not, you know, work the MLK event, you know, which does not feel right, you know, because for the past 15, close 16 years, I've been working on MLK Day. And even with that being said, we're not convening or presenting uh, in person. But even with the virtual performance, we're still going to do something on site in which we're going to give away uh, bags to the students in the community, kind of like an art bag. Uh, so we're giving away bags at our location, our King Arts Complex. And we're also working with uh, a partner, Green Columbus, and we're doing the trash pickup in the area. Uh, we're pretty much going from, you know, the King Arts Complex all the way west to the Longstreet Cultural Wall. So the volunteers will help beautify that area. So we're really excited about that. And, um, you know, 
We're also giving away bags at our Easton exhibit. I don't think I got into that too much, but uh, the King Arts Complex is undergoing some renovations. So for the past uh, couple months, we've been hosting or staging virtual events at our Easton exhibit, which is in the former Forever 21 space. It's a large, beautiful space, and we're just working on ways to see how we're going to continue to utilize it because, you know, just like with everyone in the arts and entertainment world, you know, the pandemic has definitely made everyone have to pivot and figure out, you know, what they're going to do. Uh, but we're just, you know, very thankful for all of our sponsors and partners, especially uh, Eastern Community Foundation and Steiner, who have given, who have provided this opportunity for us. Uh, but if you do go into Eastern in the main town center, you'll see a huge display promoting the King Arts Complex, and we're currently working on an exterior display that'll be right there on Gramercy, uh, across from the Shake Shack, across from the Lego Center, and all that. So we have, definitely will have a presence not only in our neck of the woods, but also at Easton uh, to honor uh, Dr. King and to continue to, you know, inspire the youth to, you know, like I said, just taking a piece of, you know, like I said, just taking a piece of what he was able to do in 39 years. I mean, it's just, it, you can't even fathom it. I mean, it's just, I don't know. I mean, I remember when I met um, Bernice, his daughter, it was just, you know, you just, you just feel the aura of the presence, you know I mean? It's, yeah, it's just amazing. But, um, to be able to do what I'm doing for the King Arts Complex, it, it just means so much to me. I think that's great that they're putting that in Easton. You know, I really do. That, that's a big move forward. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your the galas that you put on each year? Oh, yeah. Yeah, our anniversary gala, you know, they say it's the party with a purpose, one of the best parties in the city. Um, you know, we have evolved. Um, originally, we would be in our parking lot, our Garfield parking lot, and we get a huge tent and have some amazing performances. Over the past couple of years, we've been at the uh, Hilton downtown Columbus. Um, we're still, you know, of course, looking at our upcoming gala, you know, this year and figuring out how we'll present that, but we're definitely looking to do something this year. Uh, it may be a virtual effort, but we'll definitely keep everyone posted. But we've honored so many great people. Uh, last time in 19, we honored um, Michael Red, Ron Stokes, and uh, Clark Kellogg. So, you know, that's our Buckeyes okay. right there. So uh, it was great <laughs> to honor them. And, and we also honored the Ohio State basketball team. So, you know, Coach Holtman was there. So it was great to make those connections. But we have honored, you know, so many great, great uh, artists and, you know, had some amazing performances. Uh, about 10 years ago almost, we had Eddie LeVert, we've had Rochelle Farrell, we've had Eric Benet, we've had Mint Condition, we've had Midnight Star, we've had Drew Hill, we've had Stokely of uh, Mint Condition, uh, we've had uh, Avery Sunshine, we've had some amazing talent. And uh, it's just, and Howard Hewitt, he was there many years ago, but yeah, we've had some great galas and, and it kind of leads into our heritage, but it's a great event to support our youth programs and raise some funds to continue, uh, you know, our, our great programming throughout the year. Uh, but, yeah, so we're looking at how we'll do it this year. It's a, it's a different world, as I stated earlier, but uh, we're, we're, we're encouraged to continue to, you know, honor our honorees and also, of course, you know, for opportunity for our community to support the King Arts Complex. I did want to comment on, like, when you were talking about the uh, the concert series, I you know, I used to go over there in the summertime, but I, I'll be honest, I quit going over there because it was it was at that carousel, and and mm -hmm. when it was there, it was so packed. And then uh, 
the parking was another issue because trying to find somewhere close. I know they have parking over at Shiloh, uh, but man, you had to you had to really actually get there about five o'clock in order to get somewhere mm-hmm. really uh, really close to park. But I saw this year when we were over there for the African American Festival. See where you guys had moved it back behind, uh, back in that big open field back there. Uh-huh. I didn't know you guys had moved the put a stage up back there now. So, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to uh, coming back over there because that was one of the, the, the reasons why I, I stopped going during the summer. It was just, I'm older now, and it was just hard carrying those chairs from, mm-hmm. you know, two blocks away to uh, to try and find somewhere to sit, and it was at that gazebo. But now that you got it back there in the back, I, you're going to keep it back here, right? Well, actually, uh so you're speaking on the uh, African American Cultural Festival. Um, we were able yeah, to do that's that. Yeah, Yeah. So that was our partnership with the city of Columbus. Um, since it was right, a two but, day but event, stay, but the stage was in the back. back there. Do you do you keep that stage there for the gala for the uh, for the concert series? We had ventured to, to you know. Right. We we had we had put that, you know, as far as an option, but you know, it that was a, a lot bigger budget production uh than our weekly okay. productions. Um, you know, we are yeah. still evaluating options on how we we present in the future. We learned that, that weekend that, you know, hey, utilizing that field could definitely expand what we do with heritage. Um so we're still examining ways to improve. Uh we did get a lot of rave reviews about that but again you know there's the contingencies where we had to bring in electricity for you know that stage to be back there because there's no outlets like it is at the gazebo so you know we're still oh, evaluating how to present but that performance with rolls royce was was pretty amazing so uh that was another great performance so uh but we're, we're always looking on ways to get better you know we're always thinking like hey it may be going good but how can we make some adjustments to make the experience that much better uh, for our community and our guests. Yeah, yeah we were there. Um, we were there as part of the health fair. You know, the, part of the health community. Yes. You know, the Faith Thomas Foundation raises awareness about sickle cell disease. So we've been mm-hmm. partnering with the uh, city of Columbus as far as when they do that. What, was that our third year, Ernie? Yeah. Um, yeah. So we, I had a good yeah. time, <laughs> and I said, "Oh, I yeah. like this." And, <laughs> and the history of Mamie Moore. You know, Mamie Moore Mamie was Moore. a staunch civil, <laughs> yes, civil rights activist. She was, um, you know, uh, Otto Beatty Jr. Esquire. That's his grandmother. So oh, you know the really? connection. Yeah, and he, of course, is married to our congresswoman. You know, Joyce Beatty, Joyce you know, Beatty. so the connection, you know, and, and also I believe, um, you know, the Beatty family, you know, owns some of that land. And that's how, you know, he didn't, Otto didn't want it to be named after, you know, his mother, but the city did that. And we had an exhibit with a lot of their uh, historical photos. And there's a photo we had of Dr. King in 1963, giving the I Have a Dream speech on the March on Washington for Jobs and Freedom. And you see the image of Dr. King about two rows up, not too far from Dr. King, is Mamie Moore. Anytime Dr. King came to Columbus, he was visiting with Mamie Moore. So that just shows her legacy and how involved she was in this community. And even, you know, I think there's a photo of them uh, with the vote. I mean, there's just so much history. But 
that's what we want to continue to do, to make sure the youth and even the adults know the history of those names, those people, those places here in Columbus, Ohio. If you guys excuse me for a minute, we need to take an identification break. Hi, this is Ernest Kelly with the Faith Thomas Foundation. You're listening to The Cell on 94.1 FM, WGRN, and WGRN.org worldwide. Listen to us every Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. So when you guys do the Legends and Legacies, is that also like another uh, event that you guys cover? Or is it just, a, yeah. you know, awards that you give out? Yeah, it's another um, signature event. You know, I would say each quarter we have a signature event. Uh, the first quarter is our MLK Day, but we also have the Amina Robinson All Arts Day. Second quarter is our gala. Uh, third quarter is the Heritage. And then kind of like third into fourth quarter is our Legends and Legacies. So those are pretty much our four big events each year. But Legends and Legacies are basically, you know, honoring artists that's fought through, you know, the injustices that we see. Um, those who have really spoken through their craft to kind of help heal and to help pave a way for future. So, but I, I do recall meeting Harry Belafonte and, and he told me in his voice, he was like, I want to hang out with you. And, and I just had to pitch myself like, this is Harry Belafonte and he wants to hang out with me, a little kid from, you know, family was in Windsor Terrace. You know what I mean? That, that's just, you know, beyond me, you know, and then, meeting Maya Angelou, you know, um, just so, so many, you know, mem memories that I will never forget uh, were a part of Legends and Legacy. And these are people who actually were, were on the front lines fighting for civil rights, you know, trying to get mm -hmm. to, you know, quote unquote, where we are today. Uh, but just the fact that we're able to honor them and we continue to honor them each year, the legends are, and also lead to the legacies. I mean, we're, you know, I'm a legacy of, you know, Harry Belafonte, Danny Glover, uh, Odetta, you know, um, Ruby D, Nikki Giovanni, Sonia Sanchez, you know, the list goes, you know, Baba Tony and Mama Aziza West, you know, I mean, there's so many legends that are here in Columbus and those who may not be from here that, we have to, you know, make sure our youth know what they were able to do because they have definitely set a positive example from my life and knowing that, you know, they're they're coming from probably even worse beginnings that, that I started from and they were able to make an amazing success out of themselves and they continue to give back to the community and they understand it's not just about them. It's just about, you know, who they can help, who who how can we continue to plant the seeds so that you know, if it doesn't blossom, those two seeds don't blossom, these two seeds hopefully will. So that's just, you know, the the just the amazing, you know, piece about legends and legacies and what we've been able to do uh really over the past I think fourteen years for legends or more. So and I've been there for each one of them and each year is just you know, it just gets better and better. And even the one we did for former Mayor Michael Coleman, that was really cool. We actually um have some clips on that on YouTube, but uh, to honor him, and he's just been a great supporter of the Key Arts Complex, you know, great supporter of me and our staff, and uh, to honor him and have his, you know, sisters and brothers up there singing him a song. I mean, even though this took place like five years ago, it's just great to go back and see, you know, what we've been able to do and all the great legends we have honored. And the last one we did in 19, we honored um, Louis Smoot and also Kurt Moody. 
And that connection was really the fact that, you know, the first architects were Moody Nolan uh, and construction yeah. team was Smoot Construction. So, you know, we want to continue to honor those who were in those initial years, those early years of the King Arts Complex, because they let, they helped lay the foundation for us to do the great things we're able to do today, especially now that we have, you know, a sister uh, arts organization, which is the National Theater of Ghana. Uh, so to have a sister organization in the motherland is just <laughs> amazing. And we look forward to continue to uh, lift up that partnership. And for me, you know, I've been able to serve on the board of the National Performance Network based in New Orleans, Louisiana. So it allows me to travel, you know, Portland, Oregon, Austin, Texas, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, you know, Pennsylvania, um, Tampa, Florida. I've been all over uh, really just waving that Columbus flag high in the arts and the King Arts Complex. So people know that, hey, you know, I know someone in Columbus, Ohio, and they told me to go to the King Arts Complex. So just want to continue to, you know... <laughs> Spread love the Columbus way. But it, it's just been, like mm -hmm. I said, it's just been a, a complete honor, and I, I'm just so beyond blessed. And, and lastly, I'm currently the vice president of the Black Alumni Society at the Ohio State University. So, Ernie, we're going to have to get you okay. signed up if you ain't already, uh, because we want to <laughs> no. really, you know, I'm sure you're already yeah. signed up. <laughs> but, again, no, to your no, point, I, I heard your voice. We haven't been That's acting like we need to be signed up. Ernie, so I yeah, can get so some Ohio State ticket seats. Okay. Well, <laughs> we see how that goes. Yeah, we're right. working to get. Right. Yeah, it's tough. It's still tough, even with the alumni club. But um, yeah, just working on ways to just galvanize our black alumni because you think about Jesse Owens. He had to live on the west side. You know, he didn't even live on campus. Campus was almost like a sundown town. If you were on campus right. at dark, right. you might be. I remember. You know, I don't know, it was like maybe earlier in my college years, but I, you know, I had a friend that lived on 14th. I think I was living on 12th. And I'm just kind of running, cutting through the alleys and uh, just running, right? So a police officer is going and they see me just running home and they started like trying to chase me. So it's just like, you know, that experience was just, I, that was unnerving. Just the fact that, you know, I can't even run as a black man on a Ohio State campus at, at dark. You know, it was, it was really tough. I mean, it was, Quite the experience, but I, I will say this, that the experience at Ohio State has enabled me to feel comfortable in some of the most uncomfortable situations. Right. I've been called the N-word. You know, I've been, I've been looked at as if I'm nothing. Or, you know, I've had those types of situations, and I've had situations where I proved all my doubters wrong. And, um, you know, I remember one, one vivid moment. I know I'm, I'm a little gregarious once you get me started, but I'll, I'll, I'll cut it after this. But I remember working at the Wexner Center, and they had a problem. I was like one of their lead, you know, persons at the visitor desk, the ticketing system. And they had a problem with the ticketing. So they called me up, and I remember they had a long line. And I remember my two students, you know, that none of them were, you know, students of color. And I roll up, you know, I was – hip-hop, you know, back in that day, and I rolled up, and I tell you, the looks on the people's faces, like, you called him, and the fact that I came in and handled business and got him in and out, I changed that narrative right there, because, you know, we all come in with some, you know, some type of, you know, notions or impressions, but I think for the world, we just need to, you know, allow people to be them, you know, don't, you know, just, you know, write them off just based on appearance. You never know who out on the street can either help you or hurt you. You don't know that, but, you know, you still have to at least give people a chance. You have the Dream Award 
Yeah, the Dream Awards is where we honor businesses and uh, volunteers and people who have supported the King Arts Complex as we lead up to our uh, anniversary gala. So it's it's a kind of a it's a nice event where we honor those who have supported us throughout the years. So we're always trying to you know thank those who make it possible for us to do what we do as a nonprofit organization. You know you have to put on a couple different hats. You know, there's days where I'm just my performing arts hat and I got to put a marketing hat on and I got to put a graphic design hat on. You just never know. But we just got to be ready at all times. But we, we do our best to make sure we thank and honor those who have helped us throughout every year. I think that's great. Javon, we uh, brought my granddaughters over there for a Black Nativity. And uh-huh. I was just wondering, I know there was a big thing about part of that building being sold. Is that part of the is that part of the uh, King's Art Center still open where they where they yeah, had so the Black you. Nativity play? Mm-hmm. Thank you for that uh, question. Now you know, really, it's it's been a topic of discussion. Um, now the Pythian Theater was you know we were renting to utilize that space, and um, as a result of us looking to possibly you know change the direction and possibly look to own the space. Um, we just couldn't come to, you know, um, an agreement or, you know, have some compromise with that decision. So it was decided that we were going to leave the theater section and just continue our operations on the Garfield side. So there's still okay. an opportunity or a possibility that we may end up back in the Pythian. But as of right now, we're just operating on the Garfield side in which that inhabits our uh, Nicholson Auditorium, all of our administrative offices, um, our dance studios, and our Elijah Pierce Gallery. The only thing that we were, you know, basically utilizing on that side was the Pythian Theater and sometimes the the grand ballroom, which is on the floor above the theater. But, you know, if you followed us in the past couple of years, we do a lot of our big events, like, you know, we've done pieces of the gala there, we do the legends there and stuff like that. But um, it wasn't a situation where we were having programs and events in the theater that were King Arts. We, we are a rental facility, so it would get rented out from time to time. But uh, it wasn't something where we were, you know, hosting events there every week. So, and then, you know, once that decision was made, the pandemic hit. So it was, it was very interesting. But, you know, as, you know, a nonprofit organization virtually running two buildings, um, you know, it was a, it's a tough thing. And, our board and our executive director, you know, had the vision and the foresight to make sure that we protect the organization um, so that, you know, nothing as far as in the future would prevent us from continuing on. So this was a step in that direction. And again, we're still in conversations to see how we move forward because, um, you know, a lot of people connected us just with the theater. And when people heard that it was, you know, I had a for sale sign, people called me like, Javon, you have a job, this, that, and the other. And, you know, we had to really quickly dispel any rumors of the King Arts Complex ceasing to exist. But uh, renting theaters is not something uncommon in the arts world. Uh, There's a lot of arts organizations who don't own their theater or don't have a theater and they rent space. So this is nothing new. Uh, but at the same time, it's new for us. So what we're going to continue to do is communicate with the community and let them know what's going on and uh, continue to provide the uh, virtual programming and youth programming that we've been, uh, you know, allowing or been allowed to do uh, in the pandemic. So 
and, and the partnerships. I mean, we just uh, we're still a part of Heart of Protest, and we did that in the wake of what happened to, you know, George Floyd, uh, Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Arbery, list goes on, Henry Green here locally, uh, Tyree King, list goes on and on. And uh, just galvanizing other arts organizations to join us in speaking against these things that, you know, again, aren't new today. These things have been going on for nearly 400 years of the African-American existence in America. So we need to continue to address and educate because there's a lot of people who know, but they choose to be ignorant. And for us, we're just yeah. about speaking our truths, you know, 24-7 and not being ashamed, you know, not being afraid of being uncomfortable because if you can't be uncomfortable, you won't grow. That's the only time when you can find some growth is when you're really searching and trying to really figure out, you know, what's going on. And, uh, you know, we were able to do that and we, we continue to do that with Heart of Protest and that's something we're going to continue on because we, we don't want this to continue with Casey Goodson. You know, I, I went to, you know, high school with his mom and, and you know, just it, it's just hitting us so close to home that, you know, I have nephews and nieces and, you know, I, I, I just don't want this to happen to anybody. And for those, you know, who are in law enforcement, I mean, I understand, you know, but at the same time, you got to take a life, you know, I mean, you shoot someone, you know, to a point where it's not going to kill them. If, if that's what you have, feel as if you have to do. Because you take someone's life, it's not coming back. And and just a lot of stuff going on that even our spoken word artist, Playon Patrick, spoke about that a lot of people aren't talking about. You know, the stand your ground law here in Ohio. That gives someone mm -hmm. to say, well, I feel threatened. The right. same thing that happened with Trayvon Martin. So if if people really see what's going on, we really need to galvanize and mobilize and strategize to, to make sure that these these laws, these things are in place that will and can affect us, aren't given the opportunity to see the light of day. But it, it takes us to be informed, and it takes us to all be on the same page with that common love and respect for each other because we're looking for it from a whole, from everybody, but we got to handle ours first and, and continue to have love and respect for our fellow brothers and sisters because that's something, you know, in certain situations can be lacking. But if we continue, hey, it's not about, you know, you got to be best friends with everyone, but just show them respect, you know, because, you know, others are just waiting to see discontent and, and drama within our communities. If we can, you know, showcase that, you know, we can do things, we can do it together. And, and you know, if we can continue to show those positive examples, I think it'll go a long way. But it's up to us. And uh, it's, collectively that mindset has to change so that everyone's on the same page moving forward because you know we're you know most of us are not getting any younger so it's like what are we going to do to equip our youth and our children with what they need to navigate what may happen in the future because you know we all can look back at things and think like oh i wish you know mom and dad would have told me this or that you know what I mean? So now, you know, what can we do just as adults to help, you know, our youth take it, you know, take the baton? I mean, we're passing the baton, but we shouldn't pass a broken baton. You got to build it back and build it, you know, to a level where they can fully, you know, take it to the next levels and succeed. Could you please provide our listeners with your address phone number so that they can get more information. Yes. Um, the King Arts Complex, you can, and, and I want to thank you all for listening and thank the both of you for this opportunity. It's like sometimes I was just, but you guys got me to tears thinking about all the stuff that I've done, but no, it's just great. <laughs> um, but 
you can you can follow us uh you know on twitter you can see us on youtube our facebook instagram We've got a great social media presence uh but the first stop can be our website and you can access that by www.kingartcomplex.com and that's king which is singular arts which is plural complex.com and you can get an idea of all of our events and programs coming up and also find ways to support by becoming a member uh becoming a volunteer um and then also for those artists out there you know just to contact us to let us know about any programs or ideas you have um you know because we really are a community-based urban arts organization and uh you know we are we it's it's like our logo you see the circle you see the kente cloth but that circle is the windows to the community our community looking in and us looking out to the community so it's a hand-in-hand situation and uh, what we're doing is just continuing to you know restore and uh, continue to build our relationships here in Columbus and beyond so that, you know, more people who are moving in are familiar with us. And uh, as we reopen with the renovation and how we will look in 21 or 22, uh, you know, we get that energy that was happening, you know, back in 87, 88 when we first opened. So I'm, I'm really excited for the future, uh, but we're just taking it one step at a time uh, just to get through this pandemic and make sure everyone's safe and continue to make our plans and contingencies for the future. I want to thank you for coming on. This is Felice. Peace out. The Faith Thomas Foundation would like to thank you for listening to The Cell. We broadcast on WGRN 94.1 FM every Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. You can also stream us live on Wednesdays at 7.30 p.m. on WGRN 94.1. For more information on the Faith Thomas Foundation, please visit our website, Facebook, and follow us on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is Faith Thomas F. D. N.